Hello, and welcome to the Italian Threat Intel Weekly Podcast for the week commencing the 12th of April, 2021. In InfoSec news this week, a court-approved FBI operation was conducted to remove web shells from compromised Microsoft Exchange servers without first notifying the server's owners in a rather controversial move. Some outlets have described this action as opening Pandora's box. On March the 2nd, Microsoft released a series of Microsoft Exchange security updates for vulnerabilities actively being exploited by a hacking group known as Hafnium. These vulnerabilities are collectively known as proxy logon and were used by threat actors back in January and February to install web shells on compromised exchange servers. These web shells provided remote access to the servers where threat actors used them to exfiltrate email accounts and credentials. Over the following weeks, government agencies released guidance and Microsoft released a variety of scripts and tools to help victims determine if they had been compromised and remove the web shells. Simultaneously, other threat actors began using the Microsoft Exchange vulnerabilities to install ransomware, crypto miners, and further web shells. In a press release from the Department of Justice, the FBI states they used a search warrant to access the still-compromised Exchange servers, copy the web shell as evidence, and then remove the web shell from the server. The FBI requested these warrants because they believed the owners of the still-compromised web servers did not have the technical ability to remove them on their own and that the shells still pose significant risk to the victims. To quote the release, Based on my training and experience, most of these victims are unlikely to remove the remaining web shells because the web shells are difficult to find due to the unique file names and paths, or because these victims lack the technical ability to remove them on their own. There was also a concern that notifying the owners of these servers could compromise the operation. The FBI requested that the warrant be sealed, and the notification of the warrant be delayed until the operation was finished delaying notification until May the 9th, or until the FBI determines that there is no longer a need for secrecy. They further requested permission to search at any time of day to avoid detection by threat actors. To quote the release again, because accessing such computers at all times will allow the government to minimise the likelihood of actors' detection and deployment of countermeasures which could frustrate the authorised search. Good cause exists to permit the execution of the requested warrant at any time, day or night. To clean the identified exchange servers, the FBI accessed the web shell using known passwords utilized by the threat actors, then copying the web shell as evidence and executing a command to uninstall the web shell from the compromised server. A zero-day vulnerability in Zoom, which can be used to launch remote code execution attacks, has been disclosed by researchers. This vulnerability, produced by Pwn to Own, organized by the Zero Day Initiative, which is a contest for white hat cybersecurity professionals and teams to compete in the discovery of bugs in popular software and services. The latest competition included 23 entries competing in different categories, including web browsers, virtualization software, servers, enterprise communication, and local escalation of privilege. For successful entrants, the financial rewards can be quite high. And in this case, two researchers earned themselves $200,000 for their Zoom discovery demonstrating a three-bug attack chain which caused a remote code execution on a target machine without any form of user interaction. As Zoom has not yet had time to patch this critical security issue, the specific technical details of the vulnerability are being kept under wraps. However, an animation of the attack in action has demonstrated how an attacker was able to open the calculator program of a machine running Zoom following the exploit's use. As noted in a release by Malwarebytes, the attack works on both Windows and Mac versions of Zoom, but has not, as of yet, been tested on iOS or Android. 
with the browser version of the conferencing software confirmed as not impacted. In an issued statement, Zoom thanked the CompuTest researchers and said the company was working to mitigate this issue with respect to the Zoom chat, assuring people that in-session Zoom meetings and Zoom video webinars were not affected. The attack originates from an accepted external contact or an individual in the same organizational account. So as best practice, Zoom recommends all users only accept contact requests from individuals they know and trust. After much beating around the bush, the United States government is finally formally accusing the Russian government of the SolarWinds supply chain attack, which gave hackers access to the network of multiple US agencies and private tech sector companies. In a brief announcing sanctions on Russia for actions against the US interests, the White House is naming the Cozy Bear APT group as the author of the cyber espionage activity exploiting the SolarWinds Orion platform. The press release from the White House confirms past media reports citing unofficial sources that the Russian Foreign Intelligence Service, the SVR, was behind the SolarWinds hack. In early January, the Cyber Unified Coordination Group, or UCG, attributed the attack to a Russian-backed hacker group without giving a specific name. This week, blame has officially fallen on the SVR for carrying out the broad-scope cyber espionage campaign through its hacking division commonly referred to as APT-29, the Dukes, or Cozy Bear. The release states, The US intelligence community has high confidence in its assessment of attribution to the SVR. By compromising the SolarWinds software supply chain, the SVR had access to more than 16,000 computers across the world. However, the campaign targeted only select targets such as companies in the cybersecurity sector, namely FireEye, Malwarebytes and Mimecast, and state and federal agencies in the US. Using the executive order issued this week by President Biden, the Treasury Department has issued sanctions against Russian technology companies for helping the SVR. These companies are ERA Technopolis, Pasit, SVA, Neobit, AST, and Positive Technologies. Thank you very much for listening to the Italian Threat Intel Weekly podcast. Please do not hesitate to contact us should you have questions about anything outlined here, and thank you very much for listening.